Welcome into another episode of the Five Foot Nothing, Hundred Nothing Podcast. I'm your host, and I am Five Foot Nothing, a Hundred Nothing. Alright guys, you heard the victory march, you know what that means. Notre Dame, Fighting Irish, got another W on the board. That's the only way we're playing the song. We had a great weekend, some of us better than others, because some of us were at the game. So, one more time. As we say, toodaloo, motherfucker, to BYU, let's hit it one more time. That's right, Vegas, baby! Notre Dame gets the win. And I know a lot of you were there. Some of you, actually none of you saw my parents. We tried, we tried to make it work. None of you saw them. But you know what a bunch of people did see? My dad wearing the green Irish jersey. And that led to uh, a few more orders. (laughs) Incredibly. They started asking questions. It's a big hit. And man, I just put an idea... Uh, to into existence and it's taken off like fire and I love it so happy one guy should be getting his jersey pretty soon and I hope he shares it I don't want to call him out but it was kind of a big deal for me for him to want one so we got that going but what a weekend uh, you know after <laughs> I turned out into a car wreck it got a lot better we did two Irish car bombs Notre Dame won. They look beautiful in the white unis doing it. A lot of great things. Some people won money. Myself. Other people won money too. My dad. He actually bet on Notre Dame. I'm proud of him. We were that confident. So we're going to talk about it. And we're also going to preview Stanford at the same time. Because I'm going to be honest, that won't take very long at all. All Alright, but before... We talk about Vegas and just BYU screaming what the fuck is going on. You know how I do it. I got to talk a little college football, give a college football roundup. And first things first, Notre Dame is still not ranked, which that's fine, right? Like really, it's fine. I'm not even mad about it. Rankings don't matter. They don't. But... I do believe there's some influence in the rankings as the season goes on. Now, what will the season be for Notre Dame going from this point forward? I don't know. But 
you know, until November 5th, I like Notre Dame, Stanford, UNLV, Syracuse. Uh, I, I like Notre Dame there, so you're looking at 6-2. and two. Am I doing the math right here? Yeah. So, Notre Dame not being ranked, no big deal. I just don't like that the rankings have so much influence, and I'm saying that because in some places, North Carolina and BYU are still ranked. And in the AP poll, the one that currently matters, obviously it won't until once the college football playoff starts, but I do believe there's a connection, and it artificially keeps teams afloat, and it artificially keeps teams suppressed that should be higher, and it goes both ways. Again, I don't believe Notre Dame should be ranked right now. But if you're going to have BYU and North Carolina getting votes for being ranked more than Notre Dame, that that's a problem for me. But anyway, college football as a whole, around the nation. Michigan still looks sketchy. Like, they just do. They haven't played anybody worth a crap. They've looked questionable against Iowa, which <laughs> I will talk about that game. Um... Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I'm just, if you haven't seen, I, stay tuned for the next like three minutes. Iowa is going to get some some love, quote-unquote. But they didn't look great against Indiana, Michigan. They, they just don't. When they start playing teams, they are not going to win. People are already saying they should barely be in the top ten, like as an honest opinion. And that's true. Like, what are they doing that's so special? So I'm waiting for them to be exposed. That's going to be tremendous. Um, it was a great weekend to be a UT fan that happens to wear orange because Tennessee embarrassed LSU. And you know our feelings on LSU. But apparently LSU fans think it's we're jealous. We're so jealous. Yes, we are jealous that that is now your coach and that's what you look like. And the LSU home atmosphere, which I can attest to, is quite brutal and violent. Now, I hadn't seen a game in Baton Rouge, but I mentioned more than once, I did go to the 07 Sugar Bowl in New Orleans, which might as well have been an LSU home game, and I was treated like absolute garbage. LSU sucks right now. And you could argue, oh, they're, they didn't, that's why their team wasn't good, that's why they changed coaches, etc., etc., etc. I don't care. Tennessee Tennessee hasn't been good for how long. Embarrassed the pants off of them. It was tremendous. Love it. Love it. LSU fans still chirping. Oh, you're salty. I'm like, yeah, your team sucks. So be salty. Whatever. Yes, we lost to Marshall. And I own it. You've seen me. I own it. I'm not going to deflect. I'm not going to Dikembe Mutombo an indefensible argument. But they love to Dikembe Mutombo, any shade you throw at LSU. It's hilarious. The other UT, which this one kind of bothered me, because I really didn't want either team to win the Red River. Boy, showdown, shootout, rival, whatever they call it now, because uh, you can't say certain words and this and that, whatever. Texas embarrassed OU. So, <sighs> UT looked good. The burnt orange Texas UT. And I didn't, I didn't want either one of them to win. I don't like either team. But 
this season, I got a special spot for BGB. So, again, boomer, boomer, fuck you sooner. <laughs> that was awesome. They got blanked. And I know I got some Clemson fans that listen to this. Some Clemson friends. I don't know what Venables is doing over there, but it ain't working. And I know there was a mass ex- exodus when Lincoln Riley left. I get it. But you are still Oklahoma. I mean, I know people are throwing shit at me. For me thinking Marcus Freeman and Notre Dame would be fine because of the what we had in place. And, you know, Oklahoma did lose a lot more players than Notre Dame did. And truth be told, if Notre Dame figures out a way to not lose to Marshall, but they did, and it sucks, Notre Dame would be sitting right now at 4-1 and one and looking pretty good with their only loss against Ohio State, who Notre Dame actually looked pretty good in that game, and Ohio State's been pretty freaking dominant since. You know, I all I'm, what I'm trying to say is Notre Dame looks a lot better than both OU and LSU. And I'm using that because I'm talking about LSU, OU embarrassments. Uh, I just don't know what Venables is doing, but I love it because BGB thinks he's so awesome with his cool fucking list that he's being a troll the entire time, yet he wants to be taken seriously because if you comment on his bullshit list, his trolling list. He tries to defend it with what he perceives to be data that matters. It, he's a fool. He's a tool. Oh, he's a tool. He's a fool, tool, troll. But anyway, hope OU doesn't win another game. Or LSU. That would be awesome. Uh, stay in the Big 12. TCU, Kansas. That was a game. Uh... I think TCU is really good. I really do. Kansas is interesting. Are they back? Uh, well, <laughs> are they back? Uh, have they arrived? They never never were there. I guess 07 with Re- what, Tommy Reising? Rising? Reising? Am I getting his first name wrong? I don't know. Number five. Where they actually, they were, they cost Notre Dame a national championship if you want to be real about it. Because they just had to do a win, I think it was. And I think we ended up playing Kansas for the national championship. Not Alabama. But whatever. But I think Kansas is pretty good. But TCU looks legit. That looks awesome. Uh, Alabama escapes the big, bad Texas A&M Aggies. Which they're going to come up again uh, later in this episode. But A&M must have Alabama's number. or 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 maybe... There's a dog barking in my backyard. Also, maybe a- uh, Alabama did not have Bryce Young. Like, A&M wants to puff out their chest. Oh, we almost beat Alabama. You yeah, didn't have Bryce Young. And you didn't win. If you won, I hey, I'll be the first to say, people want to throw shade. We didn't beat Clemson with Trevor Lawrence. Okay, we still won the game, though. So, like, say what you want. We won the game. A&M's puffing out their chest for almost beating Alabama, who, by the way, also didn't have Bryce Young. It, it is different. Trust me. Clemson won. USC won very convincingly. There are, I'm talking bringing them up because they're on our schedule the rest of the year as we move forward to what we hope is a 10-2 finish. It's looking good. 
based on the way we've played, but is it the level of competition, or is it Notre Dame, or is it both? We'll discuss. All right. Now we got to go to the Big Ten, because apparently Notre Dame can't play in the Big Ten. There's no way we'd get run out of the freaking conference. We wouldn't win a conference game. It'd be a just absolute joke of a whole experiment. Meanwhile, you've got Nebraska Rutgers. You shitting me? <laughs> Did you see that game? 14 to 13? And oh, it, was, it was awful. Like that's what that's how we kicked off the weekend of college football with Nebraska freaking Rutgers. Not awesome. It's not awesome. Like Notre Dame can't do that. Seriously? But the shining moment for the Big Ten has to be Illinois beating the mighty Iowa and their high-powered offense that accumulated 222 total yards of offense for the game. (laughs) It is so bad. It is so bad. Here, guys. I, I like to laugh. You know, I like comedy. So it was tied six six at the half, which is that's a lot of that's a lot of action. Okay, I'm just throw that out there. But it's even worse is it was three three after two drives, and uh, the halftime score was six to six, Illinois Iowa. Here is the second half drive chart. You ready? No, <laughs> it's so bad. All right, here we go. Punt, 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 interception, punt, field goal, interception, punt, end of game. <laughs> oh, man. If you th- you thought Notre Dame was having a rough go of it in the beginning of the season, this is not just like, does that happen often with Iowa? Like, I don't know. Let's see. Let's see last week what uh, Iowa's possessions were. This is just Iowa possessions last week. Punt, 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 end of half. Punt, punt, touchdown, downs, downs, touchdown. Hey, good job in the second half. They only punted twice. It's a step in the right direction. And then, let's see, we'll go a week before. Because they played Rutgers. I mean, could it have been that bad? I don't know. Let's see. Punt, punt, punt. Field goal. Touchdown. Holy smokes. Punt, punt. Field goal. Punt. End of game. (laughs) Guys, Iowa is atrocious. So if you want to feel good, uh, any listeners, I don't care who your team is, if it's Clemson, if it's Rutgers, Notre Dame, whoever your team is, you want to feel better about what they're doing, go look at Iowa's drive charts and their offensive output. You will feel like we are the, what was it, 2000 Rams? This is the greatest show on turf. Because Iowa is ridiculous. But yeah, Notre Dame can't play in the Big Ten. There's no way. There's no way. Impossible. All right. That's college football. And 
Yeah, I'm gonna keep banging on Iowa every chance I get because it it just it feels like every week is worse than the last. And if they don't have the best punter in the country, they should. His legs gotta be strong as hell, or tired as hell, <laughs> one of the two. But let's talk about this BYU game and how we told BYU to take the walk of shame back to Provo. All right. Watch me for the changes and try to keep up. All right. First of all, my parents were at the game. My dad said it was an awesome atmosphere. It was like 60-40 in favor of Notre Dame in the stadium. Uh, BYU represented very well. Um, no, we did not have a BYU flag, you idiot, whoever tweeted that, that Notre Dame disrespected BYU by not showing them any love in their venue with a flag or whatever. Um, you're a moron. If you haven't seen this or heard this, it's insanity. Some guy felt that the Shamrock Series, which is a relocated Notre Dame home game, was disrespectful to BYU because there was no representation of BYU when you went to visit their venue? Vegas is not Provo. Vegas isn't even in Utah. It's a Notre Dame home game. Why in the world should BYU be acknowledged, represented, or otherwise in promotion and whatever for this game? You're an idiot. You lost. You should have been embarrassed. Whatever. That's all I got to say about that. But it was 60-40, Notre Dame. Uh, great atmosphere. Outside of the stadium, my dad said it was like 50-1. to one. Uh, For every 50 Notre Dame fans, there was one BYU fan that popped up. But again, that goes back to all the fun stuff in Vegas I don't think applies to them. Like, football is one thing. I don't think they can do any of the other stuff. So why would they be there? You know... The game itself was interesting. Notre Dame covered. But man alive, did we make that interesting. But we didn't have to. We, we really, there was no reason for that game to be close. Like, you just look, the first play of the game is a pick. Right out the box. Interception. Notre Dame... Hasn't got one all year. First play of the game against BYU against a quarterback who is supposed to be good. Boom. Got it. Done. Sets us up perfectly for a field goal. Now, it was free points. I get that. Like, we defer the opening kickoff, which is fun. I love that decision. And then we get the ball basically first. Tremendous. But we got to capitalize bigger than that. Especially when... You are playing a team that has the ability, as they showed throughout the game, they can hit big plays. We we got to knock their dick in the dirt. We got to take them down a notch. We can't let them give us a freebie and we only get three points out of it by barely moving the football. You know? Because if you look at the numbers, we outgained them 496 to 280. Like... That's that's domination. We dominated them. 496 to 280? When was the last time Notre Dame dominated like that? Besides last week. 
or last not last week, but last game was North Carolina. <laughs> but no, seriously, our pa- uh, passing, which was supposed to be their strength, uh, Notre Dame threw for two sixty-two, BYU only one twenty, and then rushing Notre Dame two thirty-four, BYU one sixty. Uh, I just the game should not have been an eight-point game. It was just there were some missed opportunities, and Notre Dame's affinity to just make it close, make it fun, make it interesting, make the people who bet Notre Dame to cover sit on the edge of their seat while we figure out if we're going to do it or not. But uh, I mean, we had the ball for twenty, not even thirty or uh, twenty-one more minutes. We had the ball for. 40 minutes, 55 seconds is basically 41 minutes. They had the ball for 19 minutes and 5 seconds. Basically 19 minutes. So 22 minutes difference. We're talking about 21. 22 minutes difference. It, we dominated them every which direction, yet the game was somehow an 8-point game at the end of it. I just... I don't get it. But we did a lot of the stuff that I said that we would probably have to do. We would need a little estimate in the first. He was our leading rusher. Estimate in the face for 97 yards. Yeah, he had a big one of 46, but he was a pounder. He's the one who sealed the game by being a bowling ball. He also played a, a part in it uh, in a play I did not care for, which I don't want to jump ahead as I talk about the game, but the fourth and goal play. What are we doing? That that was Tommy Reese playing bingo. Where's where's the Red Bull offense? Where's the, you know, throwing taking some deep shots to Thomas and, oh, funny, you throw it deep, good things happen. Amazing. Who would have thought? I don't know. But Pistol, you're already, just all of it was wrong. Like, I didn't like that play. The only, the only silver lining was we got a safety out of the deal and then we scored on the ensuing possession. That was pretty neat. But like, we, we had to get some estimate in the face. We got it. We needed Mayer to be a jungle cat, and holy shit, there's a fucking tiger in there. He did all that and then some. Like, I mean, come on. 11 catches, 118 yards, two touchdowns. And it was funny. There was a the screen pass. Maybe you remember it. Maybe you don't. There was a little screen pass to Mayer. Uh, and I thought to myself, I'm like, ah, man. You can only target Mayer so much. I mean, we got it. You can't run. And then I was like, well, ah, never mind. Just keep throwing the ball to him. Who am I kidding? Just keep getting him the football. Because hey, two plays after the screen, he picked up the first down. Um, I do worry at some point they're going to completely key on Mayer and somebody like Styles, who he had a, three catches, 39 yards, you know. Thomas had two big catches, really. Um, the touchdown, obviously, amazingly athletic catch. Love to know that he can do that. Do we need that every game? Uh, maybe, maybe not. But the fact that he can do it, huge. And another big pass. But eventually somebody's going to figure out that, hey, if we just take away Mayer, um, who's going to do something? And we need to. Because if you remember, we had a chance to put the game away. Put it in the overhead compartment Lock it up, fly back to South Bend. <coughs> but we got too cute 
with whatever the hell we were doing. SMA busts out a huge run. And I guess he's not he's not Diggs or Tyree. He just ran straight. I feel like if you slowed down, try to put on Juke, I think maybe he gets in the end zone. But he was bottled up, keeps his legs moving, boom, 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 busts out of it, 40-something yard run. Then we get first and goal. And I'm like, all right, here we go. Put the game away. And you got to be thinking at that moment, you're up five points. It's 25-20. we got to put the game away. And we didn't. I don't know what the deal was. It felt like we got too cute. Like, it really... It, it didn't make sense. Um, and then we, what I'm getting at is, with Mayer, we tried a screen pass with him, but it, even I'm sitting there going, well, that's going to Mayer. I mean, it was so obvious. So we can't make it that obvious because it's going to get stuffed. you know. But, but by the way, Mayer, along the way, became the all-time leading receiver in tight ends in Notre Dame history. Uh, for receptions, which is a big accomplishment because Notre Dame is tight end you. The last, I don't know how many, uh, it's not on top of my head, but since like the late 70s, every tight end that has started a game at Notre Dame has played in the NFL. So, to say we're not tight end, now, at what level they play in the NFL, obviously you have everything from like Mark Bavaro and... uh, uh, Komet and Rudolph and whatever, all the way down to guys who you know were like the third third tight end on the line. But point being, Fasano, uh, just uh, Eifert, and then he's got an injury. But the list of tight ends in Notre Dame history goes on. Michael Mayer has the most receptions of all time in Notre Dame history as a tight end. That's impressive. He was also the guy who put us up twenty five to six, and we thought the game was all gravy. And then, then it wasn't. But, you know, there were still some things that I didn't understand. And I don't know if you noticed it. I know some of you did. But I absolutely noticed the first two drives, which resulted in no points for Notre Dame. Out, well, the field goal, which was free points. But we didn't get a touchdown until we saw Estimate on the field. I don't know what. Did he get in trouble? Were they trying to set? I don't understand. When you know a team can't stop the run, as evidenced, by the 230-whatever yards rushing. And what do we average per carry? 5.2. Um, no estimate to start the game was odd. Very odd. I didn't understand it. Um, you know, But yet he still ends up being our leading rusher. You know, estimate 97. Diggs with 93. Tyree with 42. They combined for 232 and 5.5 yards a carry. Um, as a team, it was 234 and 5.2 because that includes Drew Pine's uh, runs, it. I don't know. It was just really, really odd, you know. It, but BYU had a total of 280 yards of offense. We had 260 passing, 230 rushing. We had a bunch of jungle cats out there. It was, it was nice. It was nice to see. It was fun. But again, there's still. I, I don't. I don't want to be negative because we played so damn great. We really did. It was it was odd that the game was so close. It really and just truly was. You know, uh, there was just some executionally. I know you know I've ripped Tommy Reese playing fucking bingo. Uh, this play, because i got to fill this space. So we're just going to run this play. No rhyme or reason to it. We just got to get it. Got to get it done. But he, he made some great play calls. Uh, you know, trying to get mayor of the football is great. I just... 
some situations, maybe not. You know, Tyree's great for a screen if he catches it. He did drop a screen pass that was designed beautifully, and it would have worked. Um, the other too many runs on second and long. You Pine played great. We were eleven of sixteen on third down. Okay, eleven of sixteen on third down. Pine was twenty-two of twenty-eight. Uh, 262, average of 9.4 yards per attempt. I, all of it was good. His only pick was a tip ball at the line of scrimmage, but part of that is because he's short. Like, but you can't, you can't expect that. And I do expect Pine to be good. We we see it now. We know what he is, and I like it. But you can't keep asking him, "Hey, we're gonna go 11 to 16 on third downs," because. When I get second and seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve, I'm running the ball. Just so you know, you're probably not going to get the first down, and I expect you to come up big. Eh? Like, what? That's what it feels like with Tommy Reese at times. Now it worked because BYU can't play very good defense, apparently, and I know they struggle against the run, but also like. Put yourself in a good spot. I just, I don't know. I don't, I just don't love running on second and long. It feels like you're certainly ending up with a third down. And luckily we converted 11 of 16 of them. But, uh, you know, uh, Pine had a lot of time. And a lot of time apparently equals Michael Mayer. Because it seems like every time he had a lot of time, it resulted in Mayer getting the football. And that's okay. Like I said, keep throwing the ball. Just we have to be prepared for a team to stop Michael Mayer. Because if they do, which, by the way, I don't expect it to be Stanford, a little precursor to that, we still need to be prepared to have other guys step up and rise to the occasion and use them. Okay? Because as Michael Mayer continues to do what he's doing, you have to believe teams are going to start keying on him. Especially the better teams are going to play, like Clemson. You know, you just you have to expect them to try to uh, take him out of the game as much as possible. I, I don't know that he's fully able to be taken out of the game because of his mismatches. If you try to stop him, what personnel do you have on the field and what are you susceptible to then? But that's what we need to be thinking ahead. Don't wait till it happens. Have a plan for it, and if it does happen, we just... We pivot, right? Just He was, like I said, he was unstoppable. Um, but we, we also, <laughs> Drew Pine's got some Ian Book in him, I'll tell you what. I mean, I, I say he's a lesser version of Ian Book. His little spin move toss to Estimate and Estimate hurdles a guy. That was awesome. That was awesome. I uh, don't want to see that a lot, though. Um, unlike Mr. Jason Garrett, who is a moron. I'm convinced Jason Garrett just says things. Um, he, had, he had a couple lines that I, I just was, what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, do you have any idea? Like, I, I don't do the homework that they are supposed to be doing to broadcast the game. And even I'm like, you're an idiot. He Holden Stays caught his first ever pass as a college football player. So we're we're five games into the season. 
He has never caught a pass. Catches his first ball with like two minutes to go in the first half. And Garrett says, oh, it's, it's great to see them getting stays going this early. Really good to see. What? He's saying it as if like stays is an integral part of the offense and we got to get him going to get the offense going. What? Like, bro, he's our third tight end. Fourth if it wasn't for an injury to Bauman. He's never caught a ball, and it's not early. It's almost halftime. Do you just have, like, I feel like, you know how Madden and when NCAA football comes back, hell yeah, EA Sports, rock on. They have, like, loaded uh, phrases that just get said. That's what it felt like. But not to be outdone, Mr. Jason Garrett. Pine has this little spin move tossed to Estime. And then Garrett says, you know, if if Pine's going to be doing that all night, man, Notre Dame's offense is going to be really hard to stop. Or I think he said they were going to be unstoppable if uh, Pine's uh, going to be making plays like that. But he said it in a way that, to me, it would apply if it was a play-action pass, Pine's back there, first progression. Second progression. Oh, there's my third read is open. Boom, 12-yard gain, first down, whatever. Beautifully done. Man, if Pine's going to be doing that all night, Notre Dame's going to be hard to beat. Nope. It was a spin move, lucky play, toss to estimate, and Garrett's out here going, wow, if they're going to be doing that, I just, what? Like, his phrases don't apply to the things we're watching. They're just preloaded phrases that, Maybe he's playing fucking bingo. He's like, I gotta, I gotta say this one. I'm gonna say it right now. Hey Jack, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this one. It won't make any sense. I know, but I'm gonna say it because I, I have to. I Garrett sucks, and no, that has nothing to do with the fact that I'm a Giants fan and he was a ridiculous Cowboys fan. I loved when he coached the Cowboys because he was so awful. <laughs> the Cowboys were not gonna win anything, and then his ass came over to the Giants and fucked our offense over. So fuck him. So yeah, maybe it has to do with that. I don't know. But he's an idiot. Can't stand him in the booth. He's a joke. All right. I'm off my Jason Garrett. Sucks as an analyst person voice through my television. I'm off that box. Um, and then, uh, all right. Jaden Mickey, Morrison, they're great. They're freshmen. Tremendous. Can we stop leaving Jaden Mickey on an island as a freshman? He's got he's got to get better. Not that he's bad, but you're making him look bad. The big pass, huge pass, you sent a blitz and left Mickey on an island against a really good receiving core. I just I didn't care for that call from Al Golden, and Al Golden acknowledges much. He got on said he's like I I don't know how he phrased it exactly, but basically I failed Mickey there. Like I I put him on an island and uh, I I shouldn't have done that. Very good. A little, little too late to let us know that, though. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, but then, all of a sudden, we, we we do nothing. After the big pass, we do nothing. BYU goes right down the field. Then we're moving the ball. We get the pick that got tipped at the line. All right, well, hang on, hang on. Defense steps up. All right. You know, again, it's 25-20 at this point. And I already said it best. It gets the big run. And then we get the first and goal. We need a touchdown. We need a touchdown. And instead, we look confused and have to burn a timeout. 
And speaking of which, did anyone else love BYU just burning timeouts? That was so Notre Dame. Like, that's what Notre Dame does. I loved it. I'm like, hey, stop copying us. That's our thing. <laughs> but they were just burning timeouts. But we burned a timeout, and I'm thinking, okay, whatever. We were trying to be so simplistic. Like, for, and you put Tyree in the game. Tyree's not an in between the tackles guy. You have to know that. That's estimate. And clearly, Diggs, who had a nice run, and I'll get there. Let me finish this drive. But Tyree between the tackles ain't going to work, and it didn't. So then we end up burning a timeout, come out third and goal, and we run that obvious mayor like tunnel screen thing, and I'm just like, that was your great genius plan because now it's still an eight-point game. BYU can obviously go down and tie the game. They showed us they can move the ball now all of a sudden, but... It just felt like he was playing as if we only needed a field goal. No, 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 no. If it was 28-20 already, sure, play for the field goal. When it's 25-20, you got to play for the touchdown, and I don't think we did. Bad sequence there. I didn't like it. I I really didn't like it. Because um, once you know it, BYU started moving the ball. They're down in Notre Dame territory. But then we get a huge stop on fourth down. Awesome. Uh, and then the digs run. We got second and 15. But in this situation, I knew we were going to run the ball. I, We were in our own territory. It just, there was no reason to get cute. We're in our own territory. It's second and 15. That I understood. Don't take any unnecessary risks. And then Diggs bust out a run and slipped through a tackle. He tried to do hazard of Diggs, like when he jumped over the Virginia Tech player. Or was it Virginia? It don't matter. One of the same, but he hurdled the, I think it was Virginia, uh, but he hurdled the player. He, great run. Diggs has amazing balance. He's a great running back. He's obviously more healthy than he was to start the year. Love it. We've got three legit running backs, and we need to use all of them properly because Tyree between the tackles is not properly, in my opinion. He's the screen guy. He's the bounce it outside guy. He's the get on the run guy. Diggs and Estimaker controlled between the tackles and uh you got your bulldozer estimate gets the first down that um was challenged but not enough to overturn it no name runs at the clock we win the game Woo-hoo! Go Irish! that you know that is cool is that cool that is cool so what does that mean going forward well at least for next game. Let's talk a little bit about Stanford. You know, we... Well, just to finish BYU real quick, though. Like, we showed everything we're capable of. This game should not have been 20-20. It should have been, like, 40-20. to it, it really should have. If we capitalize on two different first-and-goal situations, um, Pine doesn't... Uh, Get that ball tipped. I just, we just dominated BYU from top to bottom. You know, they didn't make any, their fans are stupid. They're play calling this and that, whatever. Um, It was only close because of Notre Dame. BYU didn't do anything uh, overly special. They had a couple drives, obviously, to make it close. But the reason it was still, those scores still kept it close was because Notre Dame's 
issues. But Mayer needs to be a go-to guy. We still need to have a, a pivot point. Where do we go to if they try to lock up Mayer? You know, what are we going to do? We can obviously run the ball. That needs to be where it starts. That makes a life a lot easier for Mr. Drew Pine. It absolutely does. So, let's move on to Stanford. And toodaloo, motherfucker. To BYU in Las Vegas. Although I do want to go back to Las Vegas. That seemed awesome. And maybe in a future time, I'll be there crushing it and enjoying it with whoever was out there. I know so many of you were out there. Hope it was awesome. Hope you loved it. I know my parents did. So... On to Stanford, who is a stellar 1-4 with their only win against the Tuba Toothpaste. They beat Colgate. That's their only win. They beat Colgate. And I know Colgate as the Tuba Toothpaste that sits on my counter. I don't know them to be good at football. So I'm going to say that that wasn't a very big deal that they beat Colgate. They have played legitimate opponents. In fact, all of their games since then have been... Pac-12 opponents, USC, Washington, Oregon, Oregon State, and all of those games have a similar outcome, not a Stanford win. Oregon State game was close, and if you watch SVP Sports Center, which I recommend, I don't recommend regular Sports Center or a lot of the other nonsense that ESPN puts out, but Scott Van Pelt is a genius. He's an awesome human being, and Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt is tremendous because it's his way. It's not ESPN's way. And he's got his bad beats. <laughs> and Stanford was on the end of a bad beat against Oregon State. Which, that's fine. Whatever. So, Stanford sucks. Notre Dame, came, Notre Dame comes in as a 17-point favorite. Real quick, I am not betting this one. Notre Dame has not earned my trust that much. And 17 points is still a lot. And like I said, Notre Dame, like last game, we should have won by 20. North Carolina, we should have won by 20. We're winning those games by 12 and 8. Like, nah. I, nah. You're not getting me to bet 17 when Notre Dame finds ways to make these games closer than they need to be. Uh, But I do think Notre Dame is going to win. And while I'm not betting the 17, I do think we cover. I think this is going to be like a 41 to... 17 type of game. That's my prediction, by the way. 41-17, go Irish. All right. That's all I really need to say because I I don't think that that prediction is going to be very far off, honestly. Uh, But again, Notre Dame has not earned my trust enough to bet the 17 points. Um, But I will say there is one category that Stanford is equal to Notre Dame. They're just as good as we are. And being bad. <laughs> Notre Dame and Stanford are tied for last. Dead last. In all of college football. 131 teams. We are tied for dead last and turnovers forced. With two. We both have two. We're the only teams in the country with just two. I'm hoping Notre Dame takes the lead on that one. But yeah. The only thing they're tied for us in. Or even remotely close to us in. <laughs> is being bad. And it's turnovers forced. Because they are god-awful against the run. Terrible. They rank 122nd in yards allowed per game rushing. 
There are 131 teams. They are 122 at 219 yards per game. In case you were wondering, that is worse than UNC and BYU. So, if we're running for 222 against North Carolina, 234 against BYU, and they were better than Stanford against the run, what are we going to do against Stanford? 250? 275? 300? What's the number? It's at home. It's not on the farm. So that bodes well. I I think 250, like, that should be the over-under. Notre Dame rushing yards, 250. And I would say over. I. Why wouldn't you? The last two weeks, Notre Dame ranks 14th in the country in average yards per game rushing. And I feel like it would be, like, top six if there weren't so many damn triple option teams still in existence. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, Notre Dame can run the ball. Stanford cannot stop the ball. In fact, they also allow uh, six this is this is bad. I you know, 122 ranking in the country in yards per game. How about yards per rush? They rank 127th out of 131 at six yards per carry. In the last two weeks, Notre Dame has been at uh, 4.9 and 5.2. Again, Stanford's allowing six. There's no reason we can't be close to that, if not over it. It really isn't. And in case you're wondering, well, where does 4.9, 5.2 rank last two weeks? 23rd. Like, we're doing we're doing good things these last couple weeks. And you could argue the defense Okay, I'm not looking at Clemson yet. I'm not looking at even maybe Syracuse. I'm not looking at no, no, no. Next week we got Stanford, so let's focus on how awful they are at the run and keep doing it. And again, winning breeds confidence. Notre Dame's going to be more confident. You run it up on North Carolina. You run it up on BYU. Let's run it up on Stanford. Confidence will be high. And Harry got off the cake stand, and he's coaching some good offensive line play. All the time Pine is getting. Able to find his open receivers, which only seems to be Michael Mayer. (laughs) Whatever. It works. Again, do what works. Okay, that's the best thing about Tommy Reese and uh, throwing the bingo board in the trash and picking up a can of Red Bull after he drank a Dunkin' Donuts. Because we got rid of the, the Dunkin'. We got rid of that real quick. We figured out what we can do. So we're doing it. Keep doing what works. That's it. It's not hard. It's not rocket surgery. Okay? And real quick, I said I would bring up Texas A&M again. And I am because they're supposed to be like this top program. I mean, they were top whatever when the season started. They're giving up 206 yards a game rushing. That ranks 118th. That is not good. 206 yards for a team like A&M? Interesting. But... We're worried about Stanford, and they give up a ton of yards on the ground, and we should capitalize on that. And it's crazy that Notre Dame still, even with all the the 200-plus yards rushing and almost five yards of carry last two games, we're still only 41st in the country at 174 yards a game rushing and 4.3 yards of carry, which ranks 60th. But that's because we started so poorly. But we're moving forward. And again, yeah, maybe the level of competition – but how can you say that when it was Marshall and Cal and Ohio State? But Ohio State is in a little bit of a different category. But 
Marshall, Cal, UNC, BYU. How are we able to, if you said at the beginning of the year, which four, rank these teams one through four, you're probably going a toss-up between BYU and North Carolina, who's the better of the two. I'd probably pick BYU based on history. Then North Carolina, and then Cal or Marshall, and it's like, does it matter? But point being is you wouldn't have probably expected us to have the dominant performances against BYU and North Carolina as opposed to Cal and Marshall. Weird, I know. But we're moving in the right direction. And Stanford's just defensively awful. They, They don't do anything. They give up 485 yards a game. That ranks 121st in the country. They're 98th against the pass at 266 a game. They're just, <laughs> they're just not good. Like they're not good. There's no two ways about it. I Notre Dame is going to win, and I expect them to win big. Like there's, there's not really a lot more to say. Their offense doesn't move the needle either. Um, their quarterback, McKee, he's got 10 touchdowns to five picks on the year. Their offense ranks 79th in the country, 376 yards per game. That's it. That's all they do. They don't even, you know, 400 yards a game, they can't even get there. Notre Dame has kind of moved up the charts a little bit. We're not... We're right there. We're 394. But the the gap between Stanford and Notre Dame is what? Almost 20 spots in the rankings? Just, they're just not a good football team. And they're our probably best player, Emmett Smith Jr. He's done for the year. They just, they don't have anything. I am not worried about, and it sounds crazy because we lost to Marshall. I get it. Totally get it. But here's the thing about the Marshall game. We still didn't know what Notre Dame was. We had a lot of questions. We still had Buckner as our quarterback. A lot of unansweredness. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of questions that have been answered, Um, especially with my my silliness with the bingo offense and all that nonsense. All I asked was know what your personnel is and know what it can do and know what it can't do. And I feel like we're getting there. We're, we're getting there. We know, we know Jaden Thomas can go deep and catch a ball. We know, uh, I almost said Lindsay. (laughs) Oh, that would have been a, a slip. We know Lorenzo styles, can go deep and catch a ball. I'm not sure what Lindsey can do yet. We haven't figured that out. Uh, we know Mayer is who he is. We know we got three solid running backs who can be productive in a multitude of ways. Now just execute it, okay? There were moments of executional issues the first couple weeks. Now it's gotten so much better, and... We just got to press forward, continue to build the confidence against a team like Stanford, roll that into UNLV, which, by the way, is on Peacock. Good luck to everybody with that one. That might be more of the uh, preview 
of UNLV than actually UNLV. It's just the fact that it's on fucking Peacock. And then, then we got Syracuse. At Syracuse. In the big air conditioner. Or they apparently they changed their name. It's not the carry dome anymore. It's like the wireless something or other where you probably don't get service. I don't know. Uh, but they're looking good. Except they probably they're five and zero right now. Rook, I'm not previewing Syracuse yet. They, we still got two games to play. Like let's let's chill out. But nonetheless, Syracuse is five and zero. But they got to play North Carolina State this week. Who? I think they're good. We'll find out. So Syracuse could very well lose that game. Then they got Clemson, which, guys, Clemson is not, they, they turned the corner. They started off sluggish, yet still winning 41-10 against Georgia Tech. They only beat Furman 35-12. Um, I know they had that big overtime, double overtime against Wake Forest, but they, they're not they're not looking bad. Are they beatable? I think so. Is Clemson going to beat Syracuse? Unlikely. So, 5-0 Syracuse is now 5-2 likely. Then they play us. I, If Notre Dame is playing like they're playing right now, a team like Syracuse isn't beating us. That's how I felt going into the season. The only teams we should be worried about were Ohio State, Clemson, USC. But I also didn't think Notre Dame was going to be playing like they started the season, but now we've kind of turned a corner and build that confidence. And we got Syracuse, like going back to the Syracuse idea. Then we got Clemson after that. And also Syracuse also after us has Pitt, who knows, Florida State doesn't look that bad at all. Wake Forest took Clemson a double overtime. Syracuse could very well lose another five games. Maybe even six. I don't know. I didn't do the math on it. I was just talking. But... No, Notre Dame needs to use the Stanford game, use the UNLV game, and Syracuse would be a great warm-up for Clemson because Syracuse, while will they beat Clemson or us or North Carolina State, I wouldn't bet it, but they're not Stanford or UNLV, so it's a little bit of a, a better opponent, you know? So we'll see. But... Let's get through this weekend, cut down some trees, keep one of them for Christmas, put it in your living room, decorate it, you know, the Stanford Cardinal. Well, we're not going there. Do they bring any trees with them on the trip? I don't know. Maybe we, we take a helmet and put it as the angel on top of your Christmas tree, a little Stanford helmet with the little axes on it. They probably don't have a lot of axes this year. Because they really haven't been doing anything to earn an axe. Nonetheless, Notre Dame's going to beat Stanford. It's going to be big. And I am here for it. And that would bring... A, and I oh, Real quick, I get to watch the game. Now, it might, it might be interesting because we do have baseball. Baseball's back, baby. We had a week, weekend off. We're back. Um... But he, my son plays at like 4.30, which means the game's going to be over about 5.30, 5.45. That's even assuming they go off on time. We're the middle of the day. 
So probably by the time they get to our game, they're going to be 15, 20 minutes behind schedule. Long and short of it, I might be getting home right a few minutes before kickoff because it's a uh, it's a tournament next town over. But my pregame ritual will go on. It will live on. It will be strong. But I'm only doing the one. The two was a Vegas thing. It was a, I got into a car accident thing. And I'm, I'm going to do the one. Just do the one. You know what? I'll leave it up to you guys. Please listen to this. Get get through all however long I've been talking. And tell me. Message me. At 5 foot nothing pod, Or email me. 5 foot nothing pod at gmail. But on Twitter. At 5 foot nothing pod, You know where to find me. Tell me if I should do one or two car bombs. And if I don't hear anything, I'm doing one. If I get at least two of you to tell me to do two, I'll do two. And I'm going to egg you on by posing that question when I post the the episode. How many car bombs should I do? We'll find out. But also, it brings us to Saturday. And we know what that means. Only so many Saturdays. Make them count. Notre Dame has made the last three count. we got to keep that train rolling. It's the best catchphrase in college football. Because there are only 12 of these Saturdays. Unless you're in other leagues and there's some Thursdays and Fridays and whatever. Notre Dame, only so many Saturdays. we got to make them count. And we've made three of them count. we got to make the next how many? Seven count. I had to think about that. <laughs> we played five games. we got to keep it rolling, okay? So go to SaturdaysCount.com. Get your t-shirts. Get the nice Notre Dame blue and gold. Wear it underneath your icy white jersey. Or just wear it around. Show it off. I, I promise you, people ask. I've worn it out. People have asked, like, hey, that, that's kind of a cool shirt. Yes, I know. There are only so many Saturdays if you love college football. And we live and breathe for it. I know that's why you're listening to me today. So go to SaturdaysCount.com. Get your shirt. Only so many Saturdays. Make them count. But... That's all I got. Enjoy the rest of the week. I will see you all on Twitter. Go Irish. Beat Cardinal. Five for nothing. Hundred nothing. Out.